So we got pizza tonight. Uh, you called me. Ooh, how was it? Oh, it was good pizza, man. It was last minute decision. So you call me right before we're going to order, okay? So so I go out there. She's, you know, I told her what we were going to get. That me and the boys will split one. She didn't like, she despises black olives. Okay, so we get a separate pizza. So in the mix of me talking to you, uh, she forgets to tell them no no black olives. So I, um, so everything comes out and there's black olives on everything. And she's like, nope. So I'm like, look, can you just give us a rush order? I mean, we'll pay for the pizza. That was our mistake. You know what I mean? I'll just take it home and eat it mm-hmm. for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we had to do rush order, which put us way behind. I promised the boys that we would get some wrestling in. So, um, yeah, so here I am 20 minutes late because of, of that. Oh, that you're fine. Shenanigans. Listen, whenever you're being creative and you have to make a t-shirt <laughs> with your two co-hosts and you as a dabbing unicorn, it takes time. So I wasn't upset that you guys were, were running a little oh. late tonight. I wanted to make sure to have it perfect. Oh, boy. You know you know how, how this nonsense came about? <laughs> is literally I walked through our laundry room and saw that we had some of that contact uh-huh. paper. And just random. I was like, I'm going to make a t-shirt. <laughs> so deep. And Katie goes, are you going to put all three of your picture on there? I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to put their picture on there. <laughs> and then I'm going to put my spirit animal your on there. spirit animal. <laughs> my little pony. <laughs> what is that? Rainbow bright unicorn? <laughs> it's my dabbing oh. unicorn. Exactly how I feel oh, most boy. of the time. I expect you to wear that in the parks in October. Actually, I expect you to wear that on the plane ride to Alani. <laughs> Dude, I cut. I cut. I'm, it's going to Lonnie with me. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Long day, much huh, better, brother? Much, much better now. <laughs> Any anything? Any, anything new? Same, same. Yeah, same, same. Okay, we'll talk better. All right. So, um, you guys ready, man? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm Mike. Over are here. you ready for this? I am super excited to get this done tonight because uh, this. Is, this is, I know, uh, I don't know about um, Mr. Unicorn over there, but I know this is uh, one of our favorite um, topics. In fact, we could probably sit for hours and hours and hours and talk about this. So let's get this show started. And are you going to steal it from me this time? No, I just want to say, hurry up and do it. Three, a great, big, two, tomorrow. one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. Today is 5-31-2018. My name is Jason and this is a show where we talk a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and the show is for everybody in the family. I got Justin, I got Mike sitting across from me. Guys, how are you doing? I'm good, buddy. It's good to see you all. I missed you so much. I had to put your face on a t-shirt. I gotta tell you, this is the first time I've ever really had my face on a T-shirt. I feel—I don't know if I should be honored or scared. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're next to a dabbing unicorn might be. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. It's like a. I—I I don't even have words for 
the the feelings and emotions and everything I had when you turned on and and the cam and and I'm like, what? What is this magical shirt you have? <laughs> Katie goes, uh, I, you know, you guys are running a little late, and I had some time, and we had some extra paper to to make a shirt. And Katie goes, uh, I said, I'm going to make a shirt with those two face on it. She goes, Are you going to put your own? I was like, No, 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 no. Putting putting a dancing unicorn. She's like, what? Why? I was like, I don't know. Sounds like a plan. Not only is it a dancing unicorn, it's a rainbow bright unicorn that's dabbing. <laughs> it is the most Welcome to the show, perfectly everybody. ridiculous shirt I've ever seen in my life. Mike, how are you, buddy? Good, good. I'm excited to get into our topic tonight. It's something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Are you guys excited for that tonight? I, yeah. I, 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 love, I love, love, love this topic. It is dear to my heart. So listen, we're going to touch on one of my top five favorite rides. I'm sure I've mentioned it before on the podcast before. We're going to talk about our own experiences with it. And in case you don't, in case you haven't picked up already, it's going to be the Carousel of Progress. Now I know some people are like, "Oh, it's a boring ride. It takes too long. It's a time killer." Ah. But it holds a very, very special place in my heart, and I know it does for these two guys as well. So, Jason, tell me, how does this relate to you? Uh, how how much of a special bride is this to you? Is this a must do for you and the family? It, here, let, let me just start start off the whole show by saying this: this is the very first attraction we've ever done at Magic Kingdom on our very first trip. So that just opens up the door for this screams personal for me. All right. Number two is it is an absolute must on every trip, and here's why. It takes me to a place that I just want to jump on stage and go live at each one of these little places. You know what I mean? This is a this is this is a perfect Walt Disney attraction. In a nutshell, that's my personal feelings on it right off the bat. I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, I think everyone knows if you've listened to shows, you've listened to Disney Eight, you know, you've listened to some of these other things. Walking with Walt. I love everything Walt Disney. I love the fact that he, you know, the reason I love Disneyland as much as I do is because Walt walked there and he touched all these things. And the one thing you get with Walt Disney World is the carousel progress that Walt had his hands on. You know, this was his attraction. People always said that knew Walt and, and worked for Walt that said this was his favorite attraction ever. And that means something. And the fact that it's the only attraction at the Magic Kingdom that you see Walt Disney's in front of it. Walt Disney's Carousel Progress means and shows how much that Walt had not only his hand in it, but also loved the attraction. So that really says something to me. Whenever I sit down in that seat, it's almost taking a moment of reverence for the man who created something we love so much. And I just really can't say enough. And like you said, Mike, you were a lot of people go, oh, it's boring. It's But listen, it's history. And when you look at audio animatronics, you know, from the 64 and 65 World's Fair, this was cutting-edge technology, and you're beginning to live history uh, uh, with this attraction. Yeah, I don't know. It's got that that home, that family feeling to it. I think that last Christmas scene, you know, like, like when they had the Christmas presents out mm-hmm. and the grandparents are around. I think there's two scenes in all of the Disney rides that really hit home, and I feel like I want to live in that particular scene. And that's the uh, in the Spaceship Earth when they're watching the moon landing and the kids are just laying there on a the carpet. And then there's the other one in the Carousel of Progress, that last scene when they're all gathered around the tree and Grandma's playing the video games. And, you know, that just 
feels like home to me. You know, I just feel like I belong in that place. Like it's 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 it really. What's amazing to me about that last scene for everybody who's seen it, uh, how much of that technology is coming around today? You know, five or six years ago, you look at that and laugh like, oh, virtual reality. That's not going to be this or that or talking uh, computers and you know voice activated this. But I'll tell you, you walk into my kitchen and I have Alexa. You know, I have the Amazon. I can tell. I can tell. Turn my lights on. I can do this and do that. And ten years ago, people were looking at God. Like, oh, kind of ridiculous no one's gonna have that well if i walk onto my kitchen right now it's there you know and virtual reality is becoming more and more of a popular thing you know you talked about feeling at home on those scenes uh me personally i'm really i mean i love that scene and i'm really drawn to it and i understand completely what you mean i think the thing with that scene mike is like it feels warm to me because you know it's cold you know it's winter time they got sweaters on you know they got uh if i'm not mistaken is there a fire in the fireplace or at least the fireplace is there then, right? Mm-hmm. There's a fireplace. Mm-hmm. There's a stocking yeah. song there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it it just is like, you know, it's cold outside, but yet, you know, there's this warm and love and family on the inside. And I 100% agree with you. Um, I think my biggest draw is the um, the July 4th one when they're uh, getting ready to go to the, the parade. And, and for some reason, that, that scene is just uh, one that really pulls me in. I can't say that's my favorite, but it's the one that like I resonate with the most for some odd reason. And I have no explanation other than uh, maybe I'm just a little weird with that. But my favorite is the, uh, the very first one, the times where everything was so simple. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody probably had a little stench to them and, it was a time in our country that was um, exciting and there was new beginnings and I just would literally want to stand out of my seat, walk down the aisle, jump in it, open up the door and see ya. You know, it's just such a cool time in the country. How about you, Justin? What What is your draw? What is your biggest draw scene to this? Well, I'm going to go exactly what you said and I'm going to go the first scene because I love, one thing I love about this attraction is at the end, you know, the dad, John, he always talks about the new technology coming. Oh, we're excited. There's there's always a great, big, beautiful tomorrow coming. And, you know, he talks in the first scene about, oh, there's 8,000 automobiles in the U.S. And they're um, moving pictures. And he, he talks about a reservoir which keeps five buckets of water right. warm with three right. buckets of coal. And he talks about how much easier life is. He's like, times will never be as good as they are now. And that reoccurring theme. But if I'm going to live in one temporarily live let me let me put it like that temporarily live in one of the scenes it has to be act one i love it i love going back to that early time they talk about edison and edison's creating the the light you know the the, the light to where you can just flick a switch no and more come oil on. and no more right. oil or, or kerosene you know just all those things and you of course you got rover there and uh and i just think it like you said it harks back to such a simple time in the united states and in the world that that it I would want to experience that. So I know you guys really liked Act 1, but I think I kind of like Act 2 as well. Uh, when you get into the second scene of uh, the Carousel of Progress, he starts talking about Charles Lindbergh, talks about sports stadiums, and one of my favorite baseball uh, people, Babe Ruth. And he says, you know, how he can really hit the ball, and uh, talks about Al Jolson and jazz singers, and, you know, more of a simpler time. My favorite thing is you have Uncle, Uncle Orville, you know, who's like, he's the, he's the guy who just won't go away. <laughs> you know, he's living free, free dime, doesn't have to pay for anything, and he's sitting in the bathtub, and he's got that block of ice sitting down there and it's blowing uh, blowing cold air on him and again you get john you get the dad going 
not times are not getting better than this times are perfect you know and it's just and I, isn't this the scene uh, that you get the boyfriend comes into the picture with uh, with the daughter and you know it's just it's seeing life not only through a simpler time but progress from from the early 1900s now into the 1920s and the major leaps and bounds that they've made not only technologically but as a family and uh, and you start to see I, I would say leaps and bounds with culturally, you know, with uh, being more open, uh, being a little more. It, it's not as strict and stern. You start to see a few more of the uh, uh, of the kids being able to do more things than they were in the 1900s scene. Yeah, and then you also see kind of the the kids are a little bit more sassier. Did you you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where um, you know, oh, dad, you know, it's um, and how cool is how cool is John? I mean, is he not, is he not, maybe he, you know, maybe he's not, I'm not going to say he's uh, everybody's dad, but he's definitely a guy I want to come over as a neighbor and sit down and have coffee with him every Sunday morning and just chat with him. You know what I mean? Or a sarsaparilla. Or a sarsaparilla. <laughs> a sarsaparilla. And before we go on to the 40s, um, I, I, I want to I wanna talk about John for a second. And I want to ask your guys' honest opinions on, um, when when you see John sitting up there talking, um, what kind of a figure is he to you? Is he a friend? Is he a neighbor? Is he a father figure? Is he a grandpa? What is he to you personally? You know, you know I wouldn't say a friend. I would say more of the uh, – I, I see him as the narrator, someone who's really just kind of t- trying to tell a story, someone someone similar to Walt, someone who's got a story to tell, someone who has a lot of background knowledge or something, and he really wants to get it out there. Um, you know, I don't see him as a neighborly person. I just see him as one of those people that – uh, has something interesting to say, and he really wants to get it out there, and he does it in a very eloquent way. And uh, I, I think he's a fantastic guy. I, I love his character. Reminds me of Walt. You know, shadows what Walt would probably want to, you know his guy to look like. But you don't have like an emotional pull, like when you sit down, you're like, oh, this is he's the dad, or he's grandpa, or something like that. He, he's just an actor on stage to you. Well, he's kind of goofy, you know what I mean? Like with the whole blowing the fuse thing, and he's kind of an, you know, as you know, he's got that goofiness and that uh, you know, it's hard to as a father figure, you hate you hate to see somebody goofy. I don't know. I I related to somebody who's kind of uh, you know, he he burns the kitchen down, you know, with the with the oven in the last scene, and he's blowing fuses, and you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he he tried to make the uh, the paint mixer, and his wife got all you know paint all over her, trying to you know make it. It's, I just felt him as a goofy guy, you know, but he was a—he uh, definitely had a story to tell, you know, but I don't know if I'd see him as that stern father figure, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you just described He's, me to a T, man. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sitting here quietly like, okay, keep digging your hole, buddy. Keep digging the hole. Does Rachel paint all over her clothes? <laughs> no. No. Uh, He's the Clark Griswold. Right. Uh, He's yeah. lovable, loves his family, but just goes a little bit overboard sometimes. But, like, my thing is this with him. Is I can see a progression in my life. I remember doing this attraction as a kid, and he almost seemed like that grandparent or parental figure. But now I look at him, and I can relate to a. Even though it's like 1900s, 1920s, I can relate to some of what he's doing. And so you see a progression in your own life. But I wanted to sidetrack for just a second to talk about uh, Walt because you were talking about you know Walt's hand in this and how much he he loves this attraction. And we're talking about Uncle Orville, and I want to tell you a quick story real fast about. He Walt comes in and they are working on the project for the World's Fair, sixty four, sixty five World's Fair, and he uh, they're doing the Uncle Orville audio animatronic in the bathtub, right? And they just didn't have it the way Walt wanted, so Walt said, "You know what? That's not how I want." It. And Walt actually jumps into the bathtub, 
kicks off his shoes, and he's like, this is how I want it. This is how I want him to look. He was that hands-on with this attraction. This was his baby. I mean, this was his something he absolutely loved. And so I think you do. I think, Mike, you hit, you absolutely nailed it with saying that this is, you know, Mickey Mouse is a reflection of Walt. That's the reason Mickey was created is because Walt wanted that that alter ego, that other personality that he could live through. I think that John is that other personality as well that he can kind of portray to people. And I think that's a really, really great point you made. Jason, what do you think about him? How does he relate to you? Um, I, I, I just, just kind of like the neighbor that I want to go have coffee with. You know, he's a guy I want to know. He's a guy that I look forward. Listen, I look, I look forward to seeing him on every trip. You know, I mean, like yourself, you know, it's a must do. Um, I get happy when I see him. I feel comfortable in this attraction. Like, like this is, I love the guy. I do. I love the guy. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm being reserved here. I'm just going to let it all out. I love the guy. I love the whole family. Are you ready to experience the magic? There's no better time than right now. Here at Away With Me Travel, all of our agents are Disney College of Knowledge graduates. We have dined at all of the Disney restaurants and we have stayed at all of the Disney resorts. So definitely come and make sure to contact us. You can find Jamie and I both at Disney Dads at Away With Me Travel. Send us an email. We'd love to help you make your dreams come true. You can also find all of our services at www.awaywithmetravel.com. And remember, we're here to help you make your travel dreams come true. And your journey begins with us here at Away With Me Travel. Now we're gonna head into the 1940s, and you know I know it says 1940s, but I have a feeling my grandmother's kitchen was always decorated like this. There's a lot of familiarities that I see, <laughs> and I don't know if my grandmother was behind the times, but a lot of the decor and decoration was in there. Uh, I had another friend that I grew up with in Queens who had the same kind of, uh, uh, I guess, breakfast buffet, like one of those little uh, counter tables there. So that's a very familiar looking. I guess I don't know. I mean, listen, I was a kid born in the 70s. And I think that was a very popular in the 50s and 60s. So, uh, yeah, even though it was the 40s and that was the style for then, uh, I can relate to a lot of that decor there. And I think it's because my grandparents. But uh, that's, that's one of my other favorite scenes. And I don't know if it's starting to move through time and there's some, um, you know, some resemblance there. But, uh, yeah, they start talking about what's going on with uh, uh, the rat race and with... Uh, you know, having a refrigerator that holds more food than ice, and uh, there's a lot of progression there. He's just getting into some of the uh, like the dishwashers and the indoor plumbing, and you know, he definitely made a huge jump from the uh, scenes before. And everybody in the world needs a rumpus room. <laughs> and this is where you get your and, paint mixer. You're talking about, yeah, yeah, yes. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I had no idea what a rumpus room is. I had to look it up. So. Well, here's the thing with this, and Mike, I can do the same thing. You know, I'm born in the '80s. I, I'm 40 years after this 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 time, but there was something about the way my grandparents' house was decorated, and I think it comes from that generation, that generation of the Great Depression, to where they didn't get rid of things, and they didn't, you know, if it if it broke, they fixed it. So you saw things that lasted for decades instead of, you know, where newer generations, we, if something breaks, we say, oh, we'll just, you know, we'll pick up something new. 
And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you would see these old ice chests. I remember out in my my pappy's garage, uh, there were two things that I always remembered. One was a smell of old tools, like of oil. And, and, you Mm -hmm. know, there's just a smell about old tools. Oil and rust, man. Yeah. And the Mm -hmm. second one was he had one of those old ice chests. And he would always... (laughs) He would always, you know, go out there and, and have one of those old fridges where he would keep his drinks and keep all that. And uh, there's just certain those memories that this attra- and I think that's what this attraction does is, you know, it's not something that's exciting, but it gives us all a memory that we can all relate to. Everyone can relate something from this attraction to their life. And there's I don't know how many attractions there are, there are out there that that can constantly do that for everyone in the audience. Maybe not even uh, a relation because I you know like like my grandparents you know their their houses didn't look like that. However, uh, I have this pull to um, that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's like I I have such an attraction to this lifestyle. Uh, even back then in the '40s, when you know life is perfect. And, you know, according to them, you know, where everything is, um, uh, we have all the amenities that we need. And, um, it, but it's so simple back then. Even then, it's still simple. Yeah, you, my, I know my grandparents had that same exact cuckoo clock. And I wish I still had it because it was pretty cool. And it, I, that was a fond childhood memory I had. But, you know, it almost looks very similar, even though I know it's the 40s, to the 50s primetime cafe. So if you ever go over to there in Hollywood Studios, you know, the the tin chickens and a lot of that decor, you know, pretty much mimics a lot of the stuff you're going to see over at the 50s primetime cafe, which is another one of my favorite restaurants. But, uh, but I agree wholeheartedly, buddy. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Stop is it right the, now. The best. Oh, in the show? Just in the show right now. End it, because that is the best milkshake in the world. And, hey, you know what? I think if even our... Our our generation, we grew up on things like Andy Griffith Show and, and you know shows mm-hmm. like that, to where you saw yep. this type of living on television. And I think that's why we can all relate to it, even though if it wasn't our personal, you know, family members or friends or things like that, I think we can relate because we did see this this sort of living portrayed on TV when we were kids. You know those old movies, and I, and, and you mentioned that, and it just brought back something I wanted to share here. Um, my wife's grandparents, or my wife's family, my wife's grandparents are the ones specifically I'm going to talk to about right now, are the most kindest, incredible people that you will ever meet, okay? And I just absolutely love them to death. They are my grandma and grandpa. I mean, it was they as soon as Rachel and I started dating, and, and they were been just amazing, okay? And, but... I will on Sunday afternoons while we were out there on vacation, you know, especially when the kids were younger and they were taking naps, you know, I'll lay on the couch, Pap is sitting in his chair, and we'll watch these old-time movies all day long because it's, the, you know, the, I mean, like the old-school, old-school westerns, the old-school um, uh, reruns of all these shows you're talking about. And um, uh, and it, you nailed it, Justin, with uh, it, that's exactly it, is we did grow up where we are able to see all these. So maybe that's why I have such an attraction to, uh, like, this ride, too, because, you know, ever since we were little from uh, the Three Stooges, you know, um, uh, Little Rascals, you know, little stuff like that where, you know, like Mike and I are a little bit older than you, Justin. So, you know, we're, we we have um, a lot more experience um, because we had all the cool TV shows back then. 
<laughs> and the only reason I'm saying that is because because I wish we had video, man. Oh, I wish we had video right now. People just would not believe, would not believe it. So um, I hope you sell that. I hope you sell them shirts. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, my, my point is, is um, they portray it so nice and it's so real and I just love it. <laughs> and we, Mike, we derailed you, oh, dude. Of course, but yeah. Before we move on, Mike, I do want to take one second, though, because I do picture this. I picture Jason standing in his basement using something at this at this time that you know that was just huge, and it's in this scene. And I, he walks up, and he just is ready to get that beach body, and he gets into the exercise machine that just shakes <laughs> him. You have no idea how I got my buns of steel. <laughs> I got buns of steel, man. Hey, listen, that you, you laugh it up, but uh, Rachel showed me last night somebody was locally selling one of those for $25. I saw one at Costco that uh, is selling for $2,000 where it shakes the you. The same like, thing? What is wrong with you, people? No, that's ridiculous. Uh, but I almost did buy the $25 one just to put in my basement just so I could just have it for uh, my little uh, throwback to... You should. Um, <laughs> the thing probably weighs 2,000 pounds. It probably does. Yeah. You know, the UFC gym I go to, they have these vibrating plates you can stand on, and you have to set the intensity uh-huh. on them, and you do all your weight training on them, and it's absolutely insane. And you can do bicep curls on them. You can do – so it's – I mean, I, I know it's old technology, but, man, if you want to buy that machine now, it's like a $25,000 machine. Well, that's what the machine I was telling you about. That's what it was. It was like two plates you stood yeah. on. And it just vibrated you like crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, uh-huh. and they have all these different kind of straps you can do all these kind of you know weightlifting with, and it's the same thing, just shaking you wow. around. But uh-huh. you know, interesting. Yeah, the shake weight. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. Like every everything comes full circle. Okay. You know, from the 1940s, that was it, and now look, te- new technology is coming around and bringing it all back around again. And I bell think bottoms and 70s hair, man. That's it. Two of things I know nothing about. The shake weight was pretty popular. <laughs> <laughs> the shake weight. <laughs> that was an important piece of American history. Take us to the take us to the 21st century, Mike. Thank God. So anyway, so as we go into my final favorites, we head into Christmas time, and we head into an era where the technology a few years ago seemed like ah, that wouldn't be. Who would want to do that? Who would want voice activated lights? And who would want voice activated ovens? And here it is. I have it in my own house. So you know, five or six years ago, I said that would have been crazy, and I literally can do that now. So uh, it's like you said, it's coming full circle, and uh, that's my absolute favorite scene of the ride. You know, when can you guys tell me when when did they incorporate this new scene with the VR grandma and all that? Do you remember what year that was? So the attraction's been um, refurbed, modified uh, five different times. It was modified in 67, right after it finished uh, with the World's Fair. It was modified in 75, um, 81, 85. And the last time it was modified was in 1993. So you're talking about the introduction of VR was back in at least 1993. Okay. So by by grandma's standard, because you know I'm a big VR guy, I have the mm-hmm. HTC's Vive here at the house. It's amazing that some of the comments she makes is it'll mirror somebody that's that I have tried the system out for the first time. You know what I mean? Wow, it's like I'm really there, and and it's uh it's fun to to see that this 21st century scene has now become the present, and it's no longer the future. And to me, that's fun. So my question for you guys with this scene is, 
well, there's two statements. Is uh, um, I love how Grandma just smokes it on the VR system because that that to me is like the the cherry on the whole Sunday. And number two is when is there? Do you think there's going to be a a 22nd century or a 21st and a half century edition on the next revamp? And do you think there ever will be another revamp? The one thing about Walt is his big thing was keep moving forward. I love that. Keep moving yeah. forward. And so even though we go to this attraction in reverence of him and, and what he did, he would, he would be disappointed if they didn't keep updating the attraction and the parks to keep up with newer generations. Because I think you can leave the first three acts where they're at. But for that fourth act, you really need to keep that in the future. People need to be able to go and go, okay, I can re- completely either relate to it or I can see it in my future. Now, my thing is, is like all I know is this one right here, okay? If they were to change it, change the voice, get a new voice actor for John, uh, any of that stuff, I don't know how I would feel about that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Like it would almost kind of kill the ride for me, you know? So maybe I'm just being a netty and, and not wanting change. But to me, some things just don't need to be changed. And I think it's perfect where it's at, except for maybe we could redo the 21st century. But what about you happy with the laser discs? <laughs> no, no, no. We can we can redo the 21st oh, okay. century. I mean, the laser, hey, listen, the laser disc. Um, I, I had a I, laser disc player. I, yeah, so I, I think I had five, I think right, I had five right. laser discs. They were the size of records, if I remember correctly. They were they huge. were massive. Yeah, 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 they, yeah were, they were massive. I think I had they were huge. I, I had Andrew Dice Clay live on, on one of them and a couple other awful ones. Nice. <laughs> you know, but the thing about this, the thing about this, um, you know, it's generalized, and I think that's what you see with Act Four. You don't see that with Act One, Two, or Three. You know, those are set in in stone, nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties, nineteen forties. Whereas Act Four is just 21st century, you know, it's just it's the future, and because it was the future at the time of when this was this was put in. So I love looking at things like this, like people like Walt Disney, and this is going to sound silly, but things like The Simpsons, who almost guess history before it happens, or, or guess the future <laughs> right. before it happens. Right. It's amazing because if you're looking like in the early 90s for some of these contraptions, like you were saying, Mike, you have Alexa in your house. You know, they're they're twenty, thirty years ahead of the curb installing this into into homes. And so now I think that you're getting you still get that. And as long as they keep that fourth act continually upgraded. And see, I'm the same way with Tomorrowland. I know Jason, you and I kinda differ on this. I think Tomorrowland needs to be changed constantly. I think um the look, the feel, the lighting, everything needs to be changed. I know you like the it has those feels you want to keep the you know the the you want yeah, to keep the, the core 50s, to it. Yeah, but the 50s sci-fi will always be tomorrow, is my point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, that. that's always going to be, like, if you watch um, a 50s sci-fi movie, that's always going to be tomorrow, you know, in, in my opinion. Um, if you're going to update it, that's fine, but I still think the music needs to stay, though. Oh, okay. I get you. I, oh, I, oh, you're talking about the music. Listen, you're never going to tell me to ever... Take away a Sherman Brothers uh, uh, hit, and and that's what we get with this attraction. Uh, a great big beautiful tomorrow is absolutely perfect. I mean, it, it's the perfect song for this attraction. It is. You know what? It's a. It's it's really a 
perfect song on a rainy day in somebody's life. It really is. I know that sounds so cliche and so so goofy, but it is really just an amazing song because there is always going to be a great big beautiful tomorrow, and I think that is a, it's an incredible incredible um, philosophy to grab and a, an incredible mindset to uh, maintain because it will be one if you choose it to be. No, you're right. And Mike, I want to ask you a question because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've gone through the different acts, but I want to go back to 1964 and I want to go to when Walt is trying to prepare for the World's Fair. And, you know, this is his time to really shine on the world stage with bringing these attractions to um, to people that are going to really see what he's all about. Do you think the Carousel Progress was the perfect introduction to Walt Disney for people who did not know about the man and and what he was? Yeah, because I, I kind of touched on that before because, uh, you know, Walt was a storyteller, you know, and he wanted to get his stories across. And that's this is basically a ride to tell the story of time. And I think that that's, you know, that perfectly... Uh, encapsulates what he wants. You know, that's who he is. He's a storyteller. He's a narrator, and uh, and I think that's you know, if you had to make a model of somebody into a ride, that's pretty much uh, what you'd expect from Walt. What do you think, Jason? Um, well, let's just put it like this. Let me let me let me, well, let, no, let, I, let, I, let me ask you. I this. mean, I know how. Yeah, go ahead. Because you get you get not only this, you get the Enchanted Tiki Room. You know, and of course, mm-hmm. great moments of Mr. Lincoln really made all this possible because you're seeing a just complete overhaul of audio animatronics people have never seen this before see and that's where i'm going with justin is like you asked me that question and i just my mind went a billion miles an hour and i was just and i came back to just one thing is was it perfect yes and the thing i thought about is what if walt was alive today Mm -hmm. with the technology that we have today how how i don't know I, i just went there and i'm like this is what he wanted Yes, the answer question is yes. I think it's a great, it was a great way to introduce people because people walk in, and their minds were blown. Like, wow, I was transported. Isn't that what Walt Disney's famous for? Transporting us to different places. Of course, telling stories. I mean, he's a storyteller, and uh, and by using a visual to do it. Well, you know what's amazing is this, you guys. You're talking about an attraction that is so iconic and so beloved. That it's not only been at Walt Disney World, it started in Disneyland. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. something that they brought cross country to implement, and it still, you know, has a place in you know in the Disney parks that I don't think will ever. Mike, do you ever see this attraction being replaced? No, because let's be honest. Let's be honest. Real estate is uh, higher in a Disney property than I would say anywhere in the world, and. That that takes up some real estate right there in Tomorrowland. Do you see this ever going anywhere? No, absolutely not. I think that's I think that's a ride that's there to stay. I don't think you could ever take that out of the park. Um, no, it would be sacrilegious to take that out of the park. I mean, that that's 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 I a think, Walt Disney icon. I think uh, the Carousel Progress, the Tiki Room, Small Worlds are definitely three attractions that will always be there, even in five hundred years. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree. I I just think. It's hard to tell a newer generation that is now has smartphones and has literally has technology at a fingertip mm-hmm. why they should enjoy this, but yet they do because the story is told so well. Like the story of time is told so well. Well, here's my question. Obviously, all of us have kids. 
what do your kids think about the ride? And you guys, and I'll tell you what my kids think about the ride. Justin, what is up? Does was Riley is she excited to go on it? Is something she would skip, or is you know, tell me what does she what is how does she take? You know, that? I don't think she's quite there yet. I, I I think she's at the point she has done it. Uh, she enjoys certain aspects of it, but I think you have to have almost a need for knowledge, which I don't know is quite there at age five. You know, to 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 want to learn about other generations, to learn about you know, I think this attraction is probably geared towards you know maybe later teens into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't care to do it. She's she's perfectly happy when we do it. She loves the song, but she doesn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it up there on her her definitely hit list. But you know, I'm always trying to. The one thing with having a kid is I'm always trying to make her appreciate what you have. And an easy way to do that is to look into the past what people didn't have. And that's what this attraction does. Yeah, very cool. Jason, what about you? What about the boys? Yeah, You know, I'm going to have to agree with Justin um, almost to the T. I can't say that they're sitting here up in their room going, oh, I can't wait to do Carousel of Progress. But they don't buck us when it's time to do it. You know, when we go do it, uh, they absolutely love the song. So... Uh, I don't know if it's, I think my oldest one, uh, he's seven. I think he's into it a little bit more than the younger one. So I I don't know, man. I I would, I really don't want to speak for him because I don't, I've never asked him that question and I I really don't know how they feel about it. So I think maybe I'm just going to kind of take a pass on it and just say that they do love the song. Yeah. Well, what about you? I gotta tell you, uh, Sarah's always liked it and she'll, she'll, it's kind of like, uh, a hidden thing where she won't admit that she likes it, but I know she likes it. And she'll be upset if she doesn't go on it. And she'll always say, if we're walking in Tomorrowland, oh, can we go on Carousel of Progress? She'll be the first one to say that, you know, as soon as she sees the ride at the corner of her eye. And, you know, as young as Sammy is and as and as long as we've been taking Sammy, she's always loved that ride. And she'll never, she'll same thing, she'll always ask to go on it. And whenever we talk about Disney and going on a Disney trip and she gets excited about it, she's got, you know, a couple of weeks to go, like around this time because we're going in July. Uh, she'll. I'll hear her just belting out the song. You know, it's a great, big, beautiful. You know, and and I know that 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 song means to her Disney. You know, that's that's her relationship to that. You know, she's not singing. You know, some of the other songs. She's not singing some of the princess songs. That's you know, when she thinks of Disney. That's the song that she thinks of. And uh, you know, she knows it by heart. Obviously, she's heard it enough times. But uh, I was surprised, as young as she is, her uh, desire to go on that ride as much as she does. I love that, man. I think that's an awesome story. I really do. Well, can I tell you guys that one of my favorite parts of this attraction is the pre-show. And, and, and the one thing I hate to see is this attraction doesn't get a, doesn't get a queue really that often unless, mm-hmm. the, unless the park's just absolutely like crazy busy. And, but if you'll take time to watch the pre-show and watch those videos, you get to see Walt you know, dedicating his time and what he thought about this attraction. You, know, you get that first-hand view of Walt interacting with building, you know, doing all that. And I, and I love that. I love that aspect because it does give you that hands-on feel of, okay, the man who did all of this, this was his baby. So, you know, like I said, I feel like I, as a Walt Disney and Walt Disney world and Disneyland fan and, and, and lover of everything, Disney, I not only need to, I should always give time to this attraction. The uh, let me tell you, uh, we, we were down there a couple weeks ago. We were at we were in line to do the um, the the attraction, the carousel, and there was about seven or eight people in front of us. And there was a lady and her son, or or 
whatever with her, older. They looked up at the TV screen, you know, and they saw Walt and the Sherman brothers. And she actually put her hand on her heart and she just like, look, at there's Walt singing with the Sherman brothers. You, you know what I mean? Where like it like literally mm-hmm. took her breath away. And I thought, how cool is that, that she got to experience that, you know, and 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 it, it made her feel that way. Um, that was kind of a neat experience to, to, to witness that. You know, have you ever waited for that ride? I don't think I've ever gone there and had a wait, like, you know, 20, have you? Less. No, five yeah, minutes. Five I minutes, mean, ten minutes. Yeah, there's no fast That's pass it. available for that either. It's, well, you know, the bad part is, like, even if I've looked at it sometimes and if there is a wait, it, it, that's another genius to Walt, though. That's why he's so genius is because that uh, that attraction is loading people, like, every four to five minutes. It's ridiculous the amount of people at Lowe's, like 200, 200 at a time. Hey, and, and you know, speaking about loading people, um, back in the 1964 when they were at the World's Fair, there were people waiting up to an hour for that. I mean, there were a ton of people that went through that thing. How many people went through it on the on the fair? Do you remember? I don't, but can you can you imagine, though? With, I mean, whenever you went to do this, you know, we look at audio, we're, we're so jaded and we're so just spoiled now that when you look at audio animatronics and what they were doing back in the 60s, absolutely incredible, you know, absolutely incredible. And so for the people being able to see these people, these audio animatronics talk to them and interact with them and, and do these things, what an amazing, amazing thing to see. I mean, that's it, it changed history. How many people had their inspiration sparked by looking at these animatronics and going, wow, this is the direction that we're going and it's amazing. Now, if they if they did the rehab on the ride like you were talking earlier today, and they went with that 4D kind of animatronics that they have in Frozen, would that ruin the ride for you, or do you still like? Them? Oh, yes, yes I, yeah, I, I, no, 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 yeah, it would completely you. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't want to see the technology go that far into the. I'd like to, I'd like to keep it as classic as possible. Um, no, I'm with you 100. I want to see the auto animatronics the same or as close to the same as they were in 1964. But the storyline change with with the Act Four. I don't want to see Act One, Two, or Three change a bit. I don't want to see a new yeah. Rover. I don't want to see a new John. I don't. I don't want to see anything. I want the same thing with Act Four. I could see it upgraded just to keep up with that with with time. I want it up in space with the uh, windows looking out over the Earth or a moon base or something like that. I mean, let's 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 take the let's take it to the future. Let's go all the let's go all out. There's one advancement through the years that they never brought up in the Carousel of Progress, and that was the advancement of photos. Speaking of photos, that brings us to my favorite topic, and that would be the Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, my favorite time of the week, too. Picks of the Week. And this week, I'm choosing Mike. Since he never gets to go. Yeah, I'm usually the, the last one to go on this. And I make like Jason, I make a list. But I'm happy to say this week that I picked, uh, it's two people. <laughs> and it's Andrew Hate. Well, no, it's one. It's two people on one post, one picture. So it's not fair. It's the same family. So uh, it's Andrew Hage and Taylor Hage. And they did one of those recreation photos. And uh, it's his father and the two boys. Man, what I love those recreation. On the teacups, you know, it was a childhood trip. 24 years later, that was really, really cool. I enjoyed that picture, and that, to me, is my picture of the week. 
It is perfect. It's the perfect recreation picture. I love seeing those. That's a. Uh, if I could just fit into a stroller, I would do one one day too. <laughs> you're not too. You're not too far from it. <laughs> uh, so next, I'm gonna go with myself. No, I'm kidding. Jason, go ahead. Uh, why don't you go? Because I got a couple. Oh, you do <laughs> like going last, don't you? All right. Well, I'm glad because now I, I'm, I knew you were gonna steal mine. My pick of the week was not only based on the picture, or I'm gonna say pictures, but on the post, and that comes Brent from Brent Hoggett. Huh? Huh? What'd you say? Brent, Brent. I hate. You. I really do dislike you sometimes. <laughs> I knew you were gonna pick that man. Brent, so Brent Hoggett and uh, Abigail <laughs> Pearl Land. Uh, absolutely fantastic! What an amazing post. I mean, when we the three of us started thinking about the Disney dads, our our main goal was to create a sense of family, and for you guys to open up and to tell us about your love story. Uh, the perfect Disney love story is is amazing. Uh, I want to thank you all for that. It really, really did make me smile, made my day. Uh, I am a sappy, sappy person, so weddings and, and po- posts like that get me every time. So I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for your wedding. I'm excited to see pictures of that. And uh, look, amazing. St- keep keep posting the group. Keep, keep being that active member because we really do appreciate you. Okay, I've got two and they were a tie and that's why I said I'm going to go last because they're they're I mean there's so many good ones. Um number 1, my first one is Becky Fields and Joey Fields and I love this. Always keep it Disney. 66 days until we go home and they've got their son with uh, the musketeer ears on and the Mickey hand gloves. What a really cool picture. I love the fact that you're keeping it Disney and Rachel Spears is killing us. She's always getting us in the fields with those pictures, I tell you. And my second one was uh, Dan Rossi, 10 more days to go. And he's got his son wearing the old stitch ears uh, in the park. It looks like it was uh, maybe a throwback picture when they were in the parks. So, um, you know, what a great picture. And I love that because, you know, the thing is, is you get a picture like that, you know, in 15 years, Dan's going to look back at this picture and he's going to be like, you know, this is my little boy. This is, I mean, this was a great time in my life. And um, listen, in 10 more days, uh, you guys are uh, going to be back down there. Um, I think it'll be five when the show drops. Uh, have a great time, guys. Have a great trip. And um, uh, it looks like uh, what Iso, Giordano Iso is uh, 14 days also. So you guys have a great trip too. I mean, really go make some more memories and uh my last thing i want to throw out there is uh Lori euler her seven-year-old is like the picasso of the group did you see her um did you see her uh, uh rendition that was of great. buzz um, buzz Lightyear? Oh, wow so good. Yeah. talk about a great picture good job to Lori euler's um kiddo i don't even know his son or daughter but your kiddo um what a great artist good job on that and my last thing, buddy, yep, my last thing I want to do, and I know everybody's out there in, 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 in the world going, Jason, shut up. But, guys, I got to give props to Katie. Katie, you know, as soon as Katie threw this up there, I don't know if she told you that, I sent her a, I sent her a text right away. And uh, I says, Katie, that post was amazing. You're an awesome person for doing that. Listen, she wrote a post. If you're not, if you don't belong to the Facebook group, guys, you're missing it. Come on over and join us. What an amazing post! And in a nutshell, she's just like, hey, adulting's not always easy. So here's what here's what we want you to do. How about a small challenge? Why don't you tag somebody that you never met or never talked to? And give them some kind words. And um, wow, did this thing take off. Justin, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I almost got a little choked up mm-hmm. when she posted that. And the response that was like, what what a, 
this place, all this place, all Disney dads is this Disney dads family, guys, girls, moms, dads, you know, even some of the kids join us because we're PG or, or we're G rated. Um, this is just a place where great people come together. Listen, you're listening to the show. You're a great person. You know, this is, and you guys know what I mean, where it's just great people come together and, uh, wow, man. Um, what a great post. She's the brains. I'm the looks. It all works. <laughs> I won't disagree with you on that one. <laughs> She's definitely the brains. And the looks. And the looks. I just, I just show up. That's <laughs> all I do. She's the brains and the looks. And Justin, you are, I, I almost kind of think like, you know, after knowing you guys for a while now, I kind of feel like you're like, you're, you're, you're like, you were like, a, uh, like she just felt sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I feel like that a lot. I feel like that with most <laughs> things. So it's, uh, but I tell you what, it works out on my end. I look, I'm. Uh, the winner. You're a lie, dude. You're a fantastic husband, man. I'm just giving you, a, giving you a hard time. You're, a, you guys, you know, you guys are a great team. You guys are a great team, and I love that. What other husbands I'm gonna spend an hour and a half away from his family to make this T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta tell you thank you to katie for making that post that was amazing and i want to thank everybody who mentioned us in the post and uh i gotta yeah, tell definitely. you you know times get tough and it's you know it, it, as you guys know it it's, it's not always easy to put these shows out but that keeps you grounded that's why we do it that's gives me the drive to keep doing this is because you guys are awesome and because we really love you guys you're really an extended family to us and um as hard as it was for you guys as you saw to pick you know that one person in the group that's how hard it's to do our pictures of the week every week if you can believe that you know singling people out and saying well you're the best picture of the week and or you know when you're trying to single somebody out or that's the best post or you really make me it's just one of those things where everybody feels like family and that's what we wanted to accomplish and i hope that uh that continues to grow with you guys yeah, guys, we're heading out next year in 2019 to do a Disney Dads cruise. This is the first time we're doing this. Uh, it's going to be a real blast. We have quite a few families that have signed up on board before. We're leaving on Wednesday, coming back on Sunday, and it's a double dip in Castaway Cay. And whether you've done cruises before in the past or this is your first cruise, this is certainly the way to get your feet wet, so to speak. And uh, I think we're going to have a blast. Uh, you know, all of us are going to be there. Quite a few families are going. If you want to get a, pr- a quote on doing the uh, cruise with us, you can contact uh, by email Justin or Jamie Vigiano at DisneyDads at AwayWithMeTravel.com. Uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff booked through us. We're going to have uh, giveaways, open bar, swag bags. It's going to be a, a lot, a lot of fun. So please, guys, I hope to see you there. And uh, I'm going to, I can't wait. No, it's going to be so much fun. And that sailing is July 17th, 2019 to July 21st, 2019. And we're going to have so much awesome stuff. Great families on board. Great groups. I'm excited to be sailing with you guys. And uh, we're going to have an open bar for the adults and giveaways for the kids. I mean, lots of fun, amazing things. And the thing I'm excited about the most is recording a live episode on Castaway K with you two and with the rest of our Disney family, who anyone that wants to stop by to tell us a little bit about how their cruise is going. It's going to be awesome. But uh, there's a bunch of other great ways you can get a hold of us, too. And the easiest ways to do this, head over to our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find the links to all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're the most active on Facebook. Come join the Disney Dads Podcast Facebook family. We are always there and we're always talking and uh, and interacting with everyone and we enjoy it so much it's, it's the perfect start to my morning and the close to my evening is seeing all those amazing pictures and hearing those stories 
But also, you can give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. And with that, the best thing you can do with that number is... Send a text, and when you send me my text, go ahead and give me the answer to this week's trivia question. Now, before I do that, I want to give some love to... uh, I'm just going to pick four people off the top of my head on... um, who went ahead and they got the correct answer. I'm going to give some uh, love to Delinda Borth, uh, Michaela Altenhoffen, Kevin Beacom, and our buddy Jim Ratanovsky. Jim, and actually Jim uh, left a kind of a personal note in there, and um, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, the answer was, do you guys know the answer? Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Mike, did you know that? I do now. <laughs> no, I did. I did. <laughs> Hey, look, and while you're doing that text, go and put that phone number in your phone under the Disney Dad so it's that much easier to get a hold of us, to call us, to leave a message. We want to hear those voicemails from you, from your family, from your kids. You know, we'll play it on an episode. Let us know. Hey, play this on an episode. We'd love to hear our kids on a future episode. We will take care of that for you. And again, you can find all that information at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Go over there. Check out our amazing SoundCloud channels. We have two of them. And uh, you can go and find all of our episodes, past, present, and future. And uh, also all the ways to get a hold of not only us as a group at disneydadspodcast at gmail.com, but you can also get a hold of us individually with all of our personal emails there as well. I don't care if you're in the Facebook group or, let me rephrase that, you know, for you in the Facebook group, for you in the 86 countries that are downloading the podcast, um, guys, do us a favor right now. Go over to iTunes, slap us five stars. Um, We love that love. We love seeing those numbers grow every week. It helps the show grow. All right, now, moving on from that, I'm going to go ahead and go on with this week's trivia question. And uh, this is a super easy one, guys. So go ahead and, and all the kiddos, mom and dad, listen up. And this is this is so easy. I, I want the first one to just yell at the answer if you're in the car right now, okay? In The Little Mermaid, what song does Sebastian sing to Ariel in an attempt to convince her that life in the ocean is better than on land? Oh, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't get I know, to say it. I know. You don't get to say it. But guys, text me that answer right now, and um, and you can make te- sure you leave me your name. And you can text that answer to three one seven WDW. That's three one seven nine three nine three two three seven. Don't hit rewind. Let me read the question one more time. You ready? In the Little Mermaid, what song does Sebastian sing to Ariel to convince her that life in the ocean is better than on land? It's a classic, guys, and all of you know this. Guys, I had a great time talking about one of my absolute favorite rides this week, the Carousel of Progress. Uh, you know, there's so much more we could touch about that ride. So much history involved with that. We just kind of scratch the surface on it. Uh, it was great to see you guys again. Jason, take me home. Listen, man, this is one of the my favorite rides. Uh, just just talking about it gets me excited to to get back down there and. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a while, so um, but hey, listen. As long as you're keeping your life Disney as much as you can, and um, concentrating on the positive in your life, you know, I guarantee you that if you push through any problems that you got right now, that it will be a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. You know what's amazing to me about this episode is when the three of us were talking about coming up with a concept for this episode, let's talk about the Carousel Progress because we absolutely love it. All three of us are are fans of this attraction. 
and we said, hey, let's talk for 20 or 30 minutes and maybe we'll dive into a few rumors that are going around with Disney or some news, things like that. And then what did happen? We went an hour. We go an hour and uh, and talk about how much – and it turned into this. It turned into the emotional pool this attraction has on our lives. And I really enjoy that. And I hope that it comes across – to you that are listening, you know, our Disney family that are listening, uh, how much this attraction means not only to us, but to, you know, Walt Disney World and to Disneyland when it was there and to Walt when he created it. So uh, thank you guys. You guys are the ones that came up with this topic. And uh, and I really appreciate your time tonight to uh, dive into a little Disney history and into our, you know, our family history and how much we enjoy it. So my words of wisdom this week. Listen, we talked about this ride, about how much it means to our family, uh, for me personally and my family, and I hope that it relates to you guys too as well. I hope we brought up some fond memories of you guys and your family, whether you've been down to Disney once in the past five years or whether you go down all the time. Uh, it's This is what it's all about. It's the memories with your family. It's the good times. It's that taking a break from reality. Uh, a lot of us could use it a lot, and uh, I hope we help bring up some memories tonight. You got it, brother. And with that being said, fellas... Good night. Have a good night. Good night, buddy. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the world... And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> This has been YDF Media Productions.